0: European Heart Journal Issue at a Glance, Volume 42, Issue 42. Focus Issue, Vascular Biology and Medicine by Editor-in-Chief Professor Filippo Crea. Read to you by Morgan Bryan. New Targets in Vascular Biology and New Challenges in Vascular Medicine This focus issue on vascular biology and medicine contains the clinical research article Clinical Features and Survival in Takeyasu's Arteritis-Associated Pulmonary Hypertension, a Nationwide Study, by Xinjiang and colleagues from the Chinese Academy of Medical Sciences and Peking Union Medical College in China. Takayasu's arteritis, which predominantly involves the aorta and its major branches, is a primary and granulomatous vasculitis of unknown origin. The disorder is distributed worldwide affecting both genders, but it disproportionately affects young women and the Asian population. The clinical manifestations of Takayasu's Arteritis are usually non-specific and remarkably heterogeneous, depending on the affected vessels and the severity of the disease progression. This study aimed to assess the clinical characteristics and long-term survival outcome in patients with Takayasu's Arteritis-Associated Pulmonary Hypertension, or TAPH the authors conducted a nationally representative cohort study of TAPH using data from the National Rare Diseases Registry System of China. Patients with pulmonary artery involvement who fulfill the diagnostic criteria of Takayasu's arteritis and pulmonary hypertension were included. The primary outcome was the time from diagnosis of TAPH to the occurrence of all-cause death. Between January 2007 and January 2019, a total of 140 patients were included with a mean age of 41.4 years of diagnosis and a female predominance, 81%. Significant improvements have been found in N-terminal pro-B-type natriuretic peptide or NT-proBNP and hemodynamic profiles in patients with TAPH receiving drugs approved for pulmonary arterial hypertension. The overall 1, 3, and 5-year survival rates in TAPH were 94%, 83.2%, and 77.2% respectively. Predictors associated with an increased risk of all-cause death were syncope, adjusted hazard ratio or HR 5.38, P equaling 0.003, NT pro-BNP level, adjusted HR 1.04, P being less than 0.001, and mean right atrial pressure, adjusted hazard ratio 1.07p equaling 0.015. Zhang et al. conclude that patients with TAPH are predominantly female and have severely compromised hemodynamics. More than 80% of patients survived for at least three years. Medical treatment was based on the investigators' personal opinions and no clear risk-to-benefit ratio can be derived from the presented data. The article is accompanied by an editorial by Yoshihiro Fukumoto from the Kurame University School of Medicine. The author concludes that we should develop diagnostic and therapeutic strategies for pta in the near future. Low-density lipoprotein cholesterol, or LDLC, plays a key role in atherogenesis as well as in other cardiovascular diseases. Preclinical work indicates that LDLC not only drives atherosclerosis by directing the innate immune response at plaque level, but also augments pro-inflammatory monocyte production in the bone marrow, or BM, compartment. In a clinical research article entitled Impact of Cholesterol on Pro-Inflammatory Monocyte Production by the Bone Marrow Lotte Stigma from the University of Amsterdam in the Netherlands and colleagues aimed to unravel the impact of LDLC on monocyte production in the BM compartment in human subjects. A multivariable linear regression analysis in 12,304 individuals of the Epic Norfolk Prospective Population Study showed that LDLC is associated with monocyte percentage, P equaling 0.007 at the expense of granulocytes, P being less than 0.001. Next, the authors investigated whether altered hematopoiesis could explain this monocytic skewing by characterizing CD34+, plus BM hematopoietic stem and progenitor cells, or HSPCs, of patients with familial hypercholesterolemia, or FH, and healthy normocholesterolemic controls. The HSPC transcriptomic profile of untreated FH patients showed increased gene expression in pathways involved in HSPC migration and, in agreement with our epidemiological findings, myelomonocytic skewing. Twelve weeks of cholesterol-lowering treatment reverted the myelomonocytic skewing but transcriptomic enrichment of monocyte-associated inflammatory and migratory pathways persisted in HSPCs post treatment. Lastly, the authors link hypercholesterolemia to perturbed lipid homeostasis in HSPCs, characterized by lipid droplet formation and transcriptomic changes compatible with increased intercellular cholesterol availability. The authors conclude that collectively these data highlight that LDLC impacts hematopoiesis, promoting both the number and the pro-inflammatory activation of circulating monocytes. Furthermore, this study reveals a potential contributory role of HSPC transcriptomic reprogramming to residual inflammatory risk in FH patients despite cholesterol-lowering therapy. The article is accompanied by an editorial by Laurent yvan Chave from the Université Côte d'Azur in Nice, France, and Marit Westerterp from the University of Groningen in the Netherlands. The authors conclude that the study provides new insights into how defects in hepatic lipoprotein metabolism, as observed in FH patients, impact myelomonocytic fate. This study also provides new perspective that may open further investigation into the liver-BM communication related to low-grade inflammation in cardiometabolic diseases. Emerging evidence suggests that remnant cholesterol, or RC, promotes atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease, or ASCVD. In a clinical research article entitled, Remnant Cholesterol Predicts Cardiovascular Disease Beyond LDL and ApoB, a Primary Prevention Study, Renato Kispé and colleagues from the Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine in Baltimore, Maryland, USA, aim to estimate RC-related risk beyond low-density lipoprotein cholesterol, or LDL-C, and apolipoprotein B, or APOB, in patients without known ASCVD. The authors pooled data from 17,532 ASCVD-free individuals from the Atherosclerosis Risk in the Community Study, N equaling 9,748, and the Multi-Ethnic Study of Atherosclerosis, N equaling 3,049, and the coronary artery risk development in young adults, N equaling 4,735. RC was calculated as non-high-density lipoprotein cholesterol, or non-HDLC, minus calculated LDLC. Adjusted COX models were used to estimate the risk for incident ASCVD associated with log-RC levels. Kispe et al. also performed discordance analyses Examining relative ASCVD risk in RC versus LDL-C discordant stroke concordant groups using difference in percentile units greater than 10 units and clinically relevant LDL-C targets. There were 2,143 ASCVD events over the median follow-up of 18.7 years. After multivariable adjustment, including LDL-C and apoB. Log RC was associated with higher ASCVD risk (HR 1.65). Moreover, the discordant high RC stroke low LDL-C group, but not the low RC stroke high LDL-C group, was associated with increased ASCVD risk compared to the concordant group (HR 1.21). Similar results were shown when examining discordance across clinical cut points. The authors conclude that in ASCVD-free individuals, elevated RC levels were associated with ASCVD independent of traditional risk factors, LDL-C and ApoB levels. The mechanism of RC association with ASCVD, surprisingly beyond ApoB, and the potential value of targeted RC lowering in primary prevention need to be further investigated. The contribution is accompanied by an editorial by Jan Warren from the Sahlgrenska University Hospital in Gothenburg, Sweden and Chris Packard from the University of Glasgow in the United Kingdom. The authors conclude that in focusing on evaluating the contribution of remnant particles to atherosclerosis and as a potential target for intervention, we must not lose sight of the fact that LDL for many is the major driver of atherogenesis. Individual measures of remnant abundance are at present surrogates and findings need to be interpreted considering the known pathophysiology of lipoprotein particles. Lifestyle-related diseases promote atherosclerosis, a chronic inflammatory disease. However, the molecular mechanism remains largely unknown. Endogenous DNA fragments released under overnutrient conditions provoke sterile inflammation through the recognition by DNA sensors. In a translational research article entitled, Sting, a cytosolic DNA sensor, plays a critical role in atherogenesis, a link between innate immunity and chronic inflammation caused by lifestyle-related diseases. Wong Tran Pham from the Tokushima University Graduate School of Biomedical Sciences in Japan and colleagues investigated the role of stimulator of interferon genes or sting, a cytosolic dna sensor, in atherogenesis. apolipoprotein e deficient or apoe knockout mice fed a western type diet or wtd, a hypercholesterolemic mouse model, showed higher sting expression and markers for dna damage such as gamma h2ax, p53 and single stranded DNA or SSDNA accumulation in macrophages in the aorta compared with wild type or WT mice. The level of CGAMP, a sting antagonist, in the aorta was higher in ApoE knockout mice. Genetic deletion of sting in ApoE knockout mice reduced atherosclerotic lesions in the aortic arch, lipid, and macrophage accumulation in plaques and inflammatory molecule expression in the aorta compared with control. Pharmacological blockade of sting using a specific inhibitor, C176, ameliorated atherogenesis in APOE knockout mice. In contrast, bone marrow-specific sting expression in APOE knockout mice stimulated atherogenesis. In vitro studies reveal that sting activation by CGAMP or mitochondrial DNA, accelerated inflammatory molecule expression, e.g. TNF-alpha or IFN-beta, in mouse and human macrophages. Activation of nuclear factor kappa-B and tank-binding kinase-1 was involved in sting-associated vascular inflammation and macrophage activation. Furthermore, human atherosclerotic lesions in the carotid arteries express Sting and C-GAMP. The authors conclude that stimulator of interferon genes stimulates pro-inflammatory activation of macrophages, leading to the development of atherosclerosis. Stimulator of interferon gene signaling may serve as a potential therapeutic target for atherosclerosis. This manuscript is accompanied by an editorial by Donato Santavito and Sabine Steffens from the Ludwig Maximilians Universität LMU Munich in Germany. Santovito and Steffens conclude that overall, the results of the study by FAM et al. raise further awareness of the importance of DNA damage and the pathways involved in its recognition and repair in the pathophysiology of atherogenesis. Although the detailed mechanisms and the extent of the contribution of the cytoplasmic DNA sensors would require further experimental scrutiny, the complete understanding of these pathways may ultimately convey new possible druggable therapeutic targets for improving prevention and treatment of atherosclerosis. hutchinson gilford Progeria Syndrome, or HGPS, is an accelerated aging syndrome associated with premature vascular disease and death due to heart attack and stroke. In a translational research article entitled Telomerase therapy reverses vascular senescence and extends lifespan in progeria mice. Anahita Majiri from the Houston Methodist Research Institute in Houston, Texas, USA and colleagues note that in HGPS, a mutation in lamin A, progerin, alters nuclear morphology and gene expression. The authors hypothesized that correction of shortened telomerase may reverse these measures of vascular aging. They generated ECs from IPSCs belonging to children with HGPS and their unaffected parents. Telomerase mRNA, or HTERT, was used to treat HGPS in ECs. In a mouse model of HGPS, the authors assessed the effects of lentiviral transfection of mTERT on measures of senescence, focusing on the EC phenotype in various organs. HTER treatment of human HGPS ECs improved replicative capacity, restored endothelial functions such as nitric oxide generation, acetylated low density lipoprotein uptake and angiogenesis, and reduced the elaboration of inflammatory cytokines. In addition, HTER treatment improved cellular and nuclear morphology in association with normalization of the transcriptional profile effects that may be mediated in part by a reduction in progerin expression and an increase in sirtuin 1 or cert one Progeria mice treated with M. tert lentivirus manifested similar improvements with a reduction in inflammatory and DNA damage markers and increased cert one in the vasculature and other organs. Furthermore, M. tert therapy increased the lifespan of HGPS mice. Progeria et al. conclude that vascular rejuvenation using telomerase mRNA is a promising approach for progeria and other age-related diseases. This contribution is accompanied by an editorial by Rosalind Madonna from the University of Texas Health Science Center at Houston in the USA. Madonna concludes that the possibility of integrating different omics approaches give new hope to better understand the ischemic heart signaling network and disease OM, to identify biomarkers for early diagnosis and follow-up of age-associated cardiovascular disease and to better understand the molecular circuitry activated by aging and leading to cardiometabolic disease. Identification of such mechanisms could lead to new treatment strategies for age-associated cardiovascular disease. Aortic aneurysm and dissection, or AAD, are high-risk cardiovascular diseases with no effective cure. Macrophages play an important role in the development of AAD. In another translational research article entitled, Untargeted Metabolomics Identifies Succinate as a biomarker and therapeutic target in aortic aneurysms and dissection. Ong Tu Kui Lin from the Peking University in China and colleagues note that as succinate triggers inflammatory changes in macrophages, They investigated the significance of succinate in the pathogenesis of AAD and its clinical relevance. The authors used untargeted metabolomics and mass spectrometry in 40 and 1,665 individuals of the discovery and validation cohorts respectively. Succinate was the most upregulated metabolite in the discovery cohort. This was confirmed in the validation cohort. Plasma succinate concentrations were higher in patients with AAD compared to those in healthy controls, patients with acute myocardial infarction, or AMI, and patients with pulmonary embolism, or PE. Moreover, succinate administration aggravated angiotensin II-induced AAD and vascular inflammation in three different murine AAD models. In contrast, knockdown of OGDH reduced the expression of inflammatory factors in macrophages. Kui et al. concluded that plasma succinate concentrations allow to distinguish patients with AAD from healthy controls. The manuscript is accompanied by an editorial by Rohan Bandari and Scott Cameron from the Cleveland Clinic Lerner College of Medicine, Ohio, USA, and colleagues. The authors conclude that the characterization of the metabolic pathways involving succinate in humans with AAA, particularly prior to and following surgical or endovascular interventions, is important, and observations of a regression phenotype post-intervention would greatly enhance the author's thesis. Secondly, validation of succinate as a biomarker in AAD will require prospective studies in a large cohort of healthy individuals and patients with myocardial infarction and pulmonary embolism, as well as patients with AAA of varying caliber to ensure the observation is fundamentally accurate. Additionally, given the clinical acuity of patients with AAD and aortic rupture, the use of succinate as a biomarker in acute presentations will require that it's measured rapidly, reproducibly with low assay coefficient of variation, and with both high sensitivity to ensure AAD is not missed and high specificity to distinguish AAD from acute thrombotic emergencies, MI and PE. Until such times, clinical acumen and bedside imaging remain the safest and most appropriate way to detect and treat AAD. The issue also contains a state-of-the-art review article entitled The jakstat Pathway. An Emerging Target for Cardiovascular Disease in Rheumatoid Arthritis and Myoproliferative Neoplasms, authored by Chiara Baldini from the University of Pisa and Pisa University Hospital in Italy. The authors note that inflammation contributes centrally to cardiovascular diseases and anti-inflammatory treatments can reduce cardiovascular events. The jak pathway is an emerging target of inflammation Mainly in rheumatoid arthritis, or RA, and chronic myeloproliferative neoplasms, or MPNs, disorders that heighten cardiovascular risk. The aim of this review was to analyse the international literature on the relationship between dysregulation of the JAKSTAT pathway in RA stroke MPNs and cardiovascular risk, and on the potential cardiovascular effects of JAKSTAT inhibitors. The JAK-STAT pathway sustains inflammatory and thrombotic events in autoimmune disorders such as RA and MPNs. Here, an imbalance exists between pro- and anti-inflammatory cytokines, increased levels of interleukin, or IL-6, IL-1-beta, tumor necrosis factor alpha, decreased levels of IL-10, and overexpression of some prothrombotic proteins, such as protein kinase C, on the surface of activated platelets. This pathway also operates in atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease. Jagstat inhibitors may reduce cardiovascular events and related deaths in such conditions, but the potential of these agents requires more studies, especially regarding cardiovascular safety and particularly for potential prothrombotic effects jak inhibitors merit consideration to curb heightened cardiovascular risk in patients with RA and MPNs with rigorous assessment of the potential benefits and risks. The issue is also complemented by two discussion forum contributions in a commentary entitled Coronary artery stenosis prediction does not mean coronary artery stenosis obstruction. François Derrimay from the Hospice Civils de Lyon Centre Hospitalier Universitaire de Lyon in France and colleagues comment on the recent publication Validation of the European Society of Cardiology Pre-Test Probability Model for Obstructive Coronary Artery Disease by Simon Vinther from the Godstrop Hospital in Herning, Denmark. Vinther et al. respond in a separate comment. The editors hope that this issue of the European Heart Journal or find the interest of its listeners.